This is Chris McGregor. The work of Discerning Hearts really could not continue without your prayers and support. Between now and December 31st, please consider making a year-end tax-deductible gift. Click the Donate button on DiscerningHearts.com or inside the Discerning Hearts free app. Your generous support will allow us to continue the programming you have come to expect from us, like those from Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Monsignor John Essif, Archbishop George Lucas, and so many more. Please prayerfully consider supporting our mission, which is dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. Thank you, and God bless from all of us at Discerning Hearts. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris McGregor, and it's a pleasure to have you with us for a series of very special Discerning Hearts Advent Reflections by Dr. Anthony Lillis, a renowned Catholic scholar and professor of the mystical spiritual tradition of the Catholic Church. As we prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ, we now turn to the timeless wisdom found in the writings of Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, also known as Pope Benedict XVI. His work, particularly in Seeking God's Face, provides a deep well of spiritual nourishment for this sacred season. Dr. Lillis will read a selected passage from Pope Benedict's writings, offering us food for thought and prayer during this Advent. After the reading, I'll ask Dr. Lillis to share his insights and suggest practical ways we can incorporate these teachings into our daily practice this Advent. So without further ado, let's delve into the wisdom of Pope Benedict XVI with Dr. Anthony Lillis. This is from a talk that Pope Benedict gave to the sick during Advent. When it is possible to sense the quiet joy of the time just before Christmas everywhere around us, it is in many ways particularly difficult to be ill and not to be able to experience the joy of the season. But Advent may perhaps act in a very special way as medicine for the soul and make the forced inactivity and suffering of illness more bearable. It may even help to relieve the grace that is concealed in sickness. Let us just think for a moment what Advent means. It is a Latin word that can be translated as presence or coming. In the ancient world, it was a technical term denoting the arrival of a person in office, such as a king or emperor. It could also indicate the coming of a deity, in which case the God's advent was his emerging from concealment and making his presence known in power, or else having it solemnly celebrated in an act of worship. Christians took over this word in order to express their particular relationship with Jesus Christ. For them, he was and is the king who has entered this wretched province, the earth, and enables it to celebrate his visit. He is the one whom they believe to be present when they meet together in liturgical celebration. What Christians meant and still mean in general by the word Advent then is this, God is there. He is not withdrawn from the world. He has not left us alone. Even though we cannot see him and, or touch him as we can the things that surround us, he is still there and what is more, he comes to us in many different ways. We have just mentioned the word visit in this context. This word can be used 
in its happy, original, and almost literal sense of going to see a person, persons, or place. It is, however, also used in the less pleasant sense of afflicting or punishing when it is associated with such concepts as trouble, famine, plague, or illness. This word should therefore enable us to see that something of the beauty of Advent can be found even in difficulty. Illness and suffering can therefore, like a great joy, also be a personal Advent, a visit by God who wants to enter my life and turn toward me. However great our difficulties may be, we should always try to see our illness in this light and recognize that the Lord has interrupted our activity for a while in order to let us be quiet. In my everyday life, I have very little time, both for him and for myself. I am completely harnessed to my activities from early in the morning into late at night, to such an extent, perhaps, that I even try to avoid myself because I do not know what to do with myself and I am frightened with the encounter. My profession or my work possesses me. Society possesses me. Pleasure has me in its grip, but I do not have myself. I gradually become, in the depths of my being, overgrown with weeds. I am driven along by things and other people just as a function in their ceaseless bustle. Now, however, God has taken me out of this activity, and I have to be quiet. I must wait. I must reflect about myself. I must bear being alone. I must bear the pain, and I must learn how to accept myself. It is difficult. Is it true that God is waiting for me in this quietness? Is it not possible that he wants to do with me what the fourth gospel says he does to the vine? Every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. If I learn how to accept myself in this time of quietness, and if I learn how to put up with the pain and the suffering, in the knowledge that the Lord is pruning me, shall I not be much richer than if I had been earning a great deal of money? Is what is happening to me now not more fruitful and lasting than all the things, money, possessions, that can be counted and evaluated? A visit from the Lord, illness, can perhaps take on an entirely new appearance if we regard it as a kind of advent. We do not rebel against our illness because it causes us to suffer pain or discomfort, or even because being quiet and lonely is difficult. We rebel against it mainly because we ought to be doing so many important things and our forced idleness seems meaningless. But it is not at all meaningless. It has great significance within the structure of human life. It is possible for it to be God's moment in our life, the time when we are really open to him and when we can therefore learn how to find ourselves again. Perhaps we should try to see each individual event in the day as a signal from God to us. Perhaps we should not simply take it to heart, all the irritating and unpleasant things, 
but take the trouble to find out how often God lets me perceive something of his love. We should, in other words, keep an inner diary of everything that is good each day. That would surely be a fine and saving task. The Lord is there. This Christian certainly ought to help us to look at the world with different eyes and see that being visited by sickness is really being visited by him, a way in which he is able to come to us and be close to us. Thank you, Anthony. That was beautiful. Is there something you could have the listener reflect on? And like if you were at a retreat or if you were breaking that open and then having them rest with it, what would you advise them to do? I think that in this instance, I'm thinking about the fittingness of doing this particular message, this Advent. Oftentimes, those who are able to listen to podcasts and so forth are dealing with some sort of struggle or trial and sometimes even physical illness. It's a really rough time because Christmas, it's kind of dark as you go into December. It's easy to fall into depression. And especially if you're sick and you're disconnected from everybody, you don't feel particularly productive. And you can torment yourself with, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And God, why are you letting everything fall apart? And what does this all mean? There's a way in which today also we can say that our society and even our church is suffering from a kind of illness where things aren't working like they once did. And it's a mm-hmm. discouraging time, a time where there's a lot of ambiguity and confusion, also animosity and frustration. And everything, as I said, seems to be falling apart around us. We don't seem to feel or be as productive as we once were. And and so we're stuck with ourselves and we're stuck asking, what's this all about? And it's right into that. Granted, Pope Benedict is intending to speak to people who are physically sick, but we can take this in terms of social sickness, ecclesial sickness, as well, spiritual sickness. Why does God permit these kind of illnesses of different kinds to come. And here's his answer. His answer is that because in the midst of this illness, God is coming to you in a very special way. Jesus didn't wait until the world got its act together and the perfect government was in place and temple worship in the state of Israel was at its apex and highest moment that it had ever attained. Israel was an occupied country The legitimacy of some of its cultic practices were being called into question. There was so many different factions of Judaism going on at the same time. People were generally either in a state of confusion about which teacher to follow, or else they'd given up the practice of their faith and kind of discouragement that they could never attain the bar of perfection that was raised them. Conflict between religious leaders and civic leaders and political games, and all of this was going on. And Jesus chose to come right into the center of it. And he chose to come right into the center of it in the poorest and weakest and most vulnerable part of it. In the darkness of Bethlehem in a cave, 
he manifest his mystery. Well, Advent is just such a time as we're waiting for that. It's a dark time of year. We have grave social ills. We have difficulties going on in the life of the church. We have difficulties going on in our, the lives of our families and in our personal lives. All of us are dealing with the reality of sin. Some of us are also dealing with chronic diseases and acute illnesses. And probably some listening today are facing a, a very difficult and maybe even scary moment in their life. And Pope Benedict's message in this part of his reflection is, it is precisely in this that Jesus is coming to you. How do you receive him? Receive him with the openness of faith. This is not a time to complain about the injustices of the world or how unfair this is. This is a time with great expectation to open our hearts to the beauty that God is accomplishing in our midst. He wants to do something beautiful in you, even in the midst of this illness. He wants to visit you with power. Just as a caveat, Anthony, we could also say that for so many people, the illness hit our bodies often, and they disable us in so many different ways. But it also comes from the an illness that are those unseen things, maybe the world, when we suffer from anxiety and fear. And they can be as emotionally crippling and can be an illness into itself. Is he speaking into that as well? There is a lot of anxiety, resentment, depression. All of this comes because our hearts have been robbed of something good they need to thrive. We've been cut off from something we, we need in our hearts to be able to thrive. And what is it that we need? We, we need God. We begin to live life. We begin into our careers. We started our families, whatever it was. We started college. You might have a physical illness, but, but the spiritual disease, this lack of hope, because our hearts need God and we can't find him. With the resentment or the anxiety or even the depression, what happens to a soul, it, it can get cynical. And that's the big struggle right now, I think, for so many people, whether they're physically sick or just in the spiritual malaise that has gripped humanity and gripped the church. They're dealing with a kind of cynicism. And this is where what the Pope is saying about the coming of God, the coming of our great King, his new presence it takes a lot of courage to believe that. It takes the courage to keep self-control. It takes courage not to get caught up in storms of thought, whether it's a storm of anxiety or resentment or whatever it might be, and just say, no, I'm not going to let this define this moment right now. God is coming, and I want to keep my eyes open and vigilant for his coming. I'm going to do this by keeping peace in my heart. I'm going to do this by not giving into the spirit of anxiety or resentment or depression. I'm going to believe that God is coming. Is there a particular practice, something who, as they sit and ponder and reflect and go back and really thoughtfully take in the words of our late great Holy Father, Pope Benedict, what else could they do, if anything? One practice would be to 
really enter into the liturgical season of Advent, the three practices we do are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. In this case, he's talking to people who are sick. So what can you do when you're so sick it's difficult to pray? There's no way you're going to be giving anybody any alms, and you're not really set up to fast. So what do you do when you're completely powerless, when your your illness has kind of shut down those traditional ways of entering into Advent? The message that Pope Benedict is giving us is he talks about this in his encyclical on hope. He said, we, we really need to recover the whole concept and theology and practice of offering it up. This sickness I have right now, whether it's emotional or physical or spiritual or all three, is something I can offer up to God. I don't have to let this overcome and oppress me. There are some people I know who suffer from very severe forms of mental illness, and it gets discouraging for them after a while. And their go-to place, it's not that it makes anything go away or lessens the discomfort or inconvenience of their condition in any way, but it helps them make sense out of their lives, and it helps them live a meaningful life when they're able to say, well, this discomfort I have because of my d- disease, this emotional state I'm in, uh, where everything seems to be falling apart around me, I'm going to choose not to complain about it. I'm going to choose to offer this to Jesus with all the love of my heart. And it's a choice that you can make, it, and it might not be a choice that you make perfectly. Oftentimes, you don't make it very well at all, <laughs> but you can try to make it. And even the trying to make it makes space in the world for God to flood us with his glory. So our feeble, broken efforts and illness even open up the world to the glory of God, uh, hasten his coming. And so those who are sick, who are especially powerless right now, have a special role to play in hastening the coming of the Lord. Thank you for joining us for the special Advent Reflection on the Discerning Hearts Catholic Podcast. We hope this discussion has enriched your spiritual journey and provided meaningful guidance for this blessed season. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will pray for our mission, which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, please consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerning hearts. And may you have a peaceful and prayerful Advent.